Welcome to the Learning to Thrive podcast, where we have real conversations with real people about real life. And now, here's your host and my friend, David Higginbotham. Welcome to the Learning to Thrive podcast. I appreciate you taking some of your time to invest in the conversations that we're having here. We're, we, we, we try to have real conversations with real people about their real lives. And today, the real person that I have connected with me is, is my friend James Harris. James, how, we've known each other. We, we got connected quite a few years ago in Kansas yeah, it's City. It's been a while. It's, it's been a while. It's, 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 it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, I was in Kansas City uh, working in the supply side of the grocery industry. Uh, James was connected with my largest client there in Kansas City. And I did, did we meet at Harmony? Was it, did, did, um, did James, did, uh, you know, it's been so long. I don't remember. It could have been in one of the stores. It could have been. In, like, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, I think, yeah, that reminds me. I think yeah. we had met in one of the produce departments at one, yes, of, the, yes. one of the stores. Cause you were, you're the, you were the head of the produce guy. Well, I was actually head of the bakery, but ba- oh, bakery, bakery yeah. did a lot of things. You know where it yeah. was? Mm-hmm. It, it was at it was at thirty three over on uh, hundred thirty fifth Street. That's right. That's, That's right. where because yes. that, that That's amazing it. bakery yes. was right there yes. by the produce. Well, yes. James That's and I right. met in in a work environment, and and then it was a while later. I don't know, yes. months, several months later. I stopped by Harmony Vineyard to see John Brown, who was the pastor there, and walked in and just just stopped on a whim, I, just to say hello and. He said, oh, let me introduce you to somebody. And I, he introduced me to James. And I said, I think, we, I think we've met. And uh, it was just an opportunity to connect with a brother. And James, I really appreciate you being on the podcast. Hey, I loved it. I, I love doing this, these type of things. I love talking about my journey and, and showing um, just how God works in, in, in our everyday lives and, and uh, do marvelous things that, Sometimes we're unaware of. <laughs> we didn't yeah, expect, yeah. We didn't, we, you know. We you were know, talking so. about that just a little while ago. Yeah, about that, yeah, uh, yeah. not necessarily understanding clearly what's yeah. going on while it's going yeah. on. And, yeah. And yeah. James is a dear brother. He he's he's one of these kingdom men that uh, has a, a long, uh, successful, uh, substantive background in business, as well as partnered alongside uh, a very effective church ministry background as well with Harmony Vineyard there in Kansas City. But, but James, you're not living in Kansas City anymore and have anymore no. for a while. Um, tell, tell us about where you are. Yeah, we, we now live in Birmingham, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, we moved here in th- 2012 uh, with um, a company that's no longer in business. It was only in business <laughs> for a year. Pretty shocker, <laughs> we, we'll talk about so, that in a few minutes. Um, it was it's it's a long long story, but I'll try to make it real short. But uh, basically, the owner of the company that brought me to Birmingham, he and I worked together ten years for the group in Kansas City. He was CFO, and he uh, one of his dreams he and his son had was to own their own chain of grocery stores. Well, there was a chain that was up for sale here in Birmingham, and really had fifty seven stores over uh, four states, and. Um, Stores were really, really in bad shape, and um, um, I really advised him not to buy them, actually, but he did anyway, and so boom, here we are, you know, in Birmingham, and uh, opened up in uh, July of 2012, closed in July 
of 2013. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so it was a whirlwind um, tour, but we really knew we spent a great deal of time, my wife and I, and my elders in the church, um, uh, just praying through this. And, you know, it was a hard decision to make, but we felt like this was what God wanted for us. And I got to tell you, the moment I started, I was the most miserable person you would ever want to be around. <laughs> <laughs> what was what was miserable? Yeah, yeah I can't imagine you miserable. Okay. God, but I didn't like it. I can't. <laughs> I can't imagine you miserable. But what what was it that was um, yeah so up, upending for you? Yeah, I, I think for me, I'm a very relational guy, and we had no relationships here. We knew oh, nobody. Okay. Yeah. And. Um, uh, that's one. I think I spent a lot of time looking back at what I left. Oh, my okay. first grandson, my mm. kids, my family, my friends, my church, um, all you'd, those things that was so familiar to me. You'd been, in Kansas City. you'd been in Kansas City for a long time. Yeah, we moved in the late 80s okay. and, uh, okay. from Louisiana to Kansas City. And I just fell in love with Kansas City the very first weekend I was there. Yeah, we did too. Yeah. Which is strange <laughs> for me. I'm a country boy. <laughs> so, yeah, well, we we you know, we just we love Kansas City you know, too. So, but yeah, uh, go, go, but you so now you're in Birmingham. We're in Birmingham. Feeling like and you need to stay there. Is, is that is that right? Absolutely. You were saying, this is okay, this is not this, this is, is not home. just a mistake. I mean, no, no. There came a time in my life, especially after the company ended, that I had to make a hard decision, and I mean a Heart decision, H E A R T. Right, not a H A R D. You know, I'm sure you had some of those. I'm sure you had some of those too. Yeah, I had to make a decision of the heart. And that decision was God, you moved me here for a purpose. I don't know what that is right now, but I know the job was just a vehicle to get us here. It wasn't Mm -hmm. purpose. Mm -hmm. And so I began to spend a great deal of time of prayer and fasting. And uh, in my eyes began to open to what he had birthed in Kansas City that was really for this particular part of the country. Right. And uh, so um, it's been an amazing journey. Um, And certainly the things that we worked on in Kansas City and we have been working on uh, here has been for a time such as this. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. I think, you know, that when you, when you find yourself in the unexpected place and you're trying to wrap your, your brain, because see, our, our religion has trained us to believe that where God takes you is this wonderful thing. That's exactly right. <laughs> and it's it's going to be blue skies and green lights. And that's not cool. true, not but it's, true, not it's just, true. <laughs> it's just not true. I mean, you don't have to read very far in the scripture to realize that that's a mistaken thinking. But here that's, you are. You, you, you come from, Frank, and I know you had a good place. That was a good place in Kansas. Very good place. And you were surrounded by people who loved you. You had Absolutely. respect. You had position. Uh, and 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 rightly so, brother. Okay, you're a substantive man. You and I've talked about this. You're, mm-hmm. you're a man of substance. Thank you. you. You you make a transition, believing that you're you're following the 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 direction of the Lord, and you're there. And boom, one month, one year to the month from from that thing launching, the doors are closing, and 
And there's a, there's a word that's used a lot, particularly in the season that we're in culturally and business-wise right now. The word is pivot. Yes. And, and yes. You, you, you either have an opportunity to be overwhelmed. Yes. Or you, you pivot. And you, I, that's the word that came to mind when you were talking about that heart decision. Yes. Remember that, 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 can you talk to us a little bit about that, that sort of process of yeah. making that to. pivot? You know. I'd love to. There's some things that I had to learn um, in that process. Mm-hmm. And um, first of all, I had to drop anchor in the place that I knew I heard God, uh, regardless of the circumstances. And what I mean by that is, is that uh, because I spent the time and um, seeking the heart of God, mm-hmm. seeking counsel, seeking wisdom from people that walked with me for 20 years or more and people that love me mm-hmm. that are not uh, that loves God first and then loves us as well and wants to see God's purposes and plans mm-hmm. fulfilled in our lives right uh, that means that you're partnering with someone that first of all is all about helping you in through the process of hearing God's voice for you and your family mm-hmm. and so we had done that and so when we came to this decision um, and the job ended after the decision is made, we had to go back and reflect, okay, I don't know what's going on. Right. I don't know why this happened. But when God, that same God that told me to go is the same God that knew this was going to happen. Right. So, so I had so, to trust in him. You know? And so you had to remind yourself. That's right. That. Here's what God said. Yeah, yeah. This God's not surprised said. by this. No, not at all. Okay. Not at all. I'm surprised by it. Yeah, yeah. And we are. You know, God is never concerned about getting us to our destination. Hmm. He's never concerned because He's already been there. <laughs> say that he's again. He's already been there. Say that know? again. And so, say, say, um, say that. Say that again, James. Yeah. God is already. Remember, God lives outside of time. He's mm. timeless, the Bible says. Mm. Yeah. We live and operate inside of time. Right. So whatever's going on in this time in your life does not surprise God because right. he's already, right. when he makes a command yeah. or gives a direction, mm-hmm. it is not without the knowledge of what the process is going to look like for you. In other words, what you're going to go through. Mm-hmm. It may be surprising to you, and many times it is. Sure. So when he says, yes, this is my direction for your life, it's in full awareness of the process that you're going to have to go to to get to the destination that he's come mm, for. Mm, and mm. so that's where faith really happens. And that's right. where trust really begins. Mm. Trust doesn't begin mm. until you can't see, you know, I mean, oh, I don't whoa, need to trust something whoa. that I can't, yeah. I've already seen happen. So yeah. trust doesn't begin until you can't see. You can't see. Oh, okay. Okay. Can't. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. If, if, yeah. if you can that's see, faith you, is. you can see the you step know? right there. In that's right. Right. If okay. you can see, yeah. if you can see the step, and many times he only gives you the next step. He didn't yeah. give you the whole process. Right. And that's that, again, yeah. it's all about building trust and confidence and faith in what he's doing. And so, with that said, I had to make some decisions because I had people asking. Well, they sure. said, "Are you moving back to Kansas City?" <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> there was a there was a, there was a crowd cheering for that. Exactly. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Please say yes. Yes. <laughs> we can yes. use you now. We need you okay. now. You know. And mm-hmm. I had to say no. 
Mm. Uh, as a matter of fact, one of my board members told me, he pulled me aside one day and said, James, you can't leave that if things iffy, you must be very, very absolute. And so he says, let me help you say it. I, I live, my name is James Harris. I live in Birmingham, Alabama. Okay. It was a little strange to me to hear that. Uh, That's wisdom though, brother. That's wisdom. It was, it was. That's I had to draw counsel. a line in the sand. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I had to draw a line in the sand. So, and so that began the process. So where what, you, 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 you move your family, your wife and you move, you, you yes. go to this new opportunity. Um, things turn out completely differently than, I mean, you know, whoa. Yeah. And then you, you make the heart decision and then you've got some hard decisions. And that is that process of pivoting from where you thought you were going to a new direction that you actually are moving now. What are you doing now? And yeah, what did that lead into? I'm, yeah. I'm curious about that. Yeah. Um, when I was back in Kansas City as the executive pastor of Harmony Vineyard, um, we went through some very tough times there in terms of leadership. And leadership simply being uh, John's wife um, mm. was ill for more than two years, and I had to take the church and lead the <clears throat> church. It was a very difficult time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the church thrived during that time. We grew, and in fact, I grew a building at that time. And it was out of that that season ending that the Lord began to speak to me about some things that he had spoken to me early in my life and dreams that I had even as a child did not understand but they became they they came into play but I inquired of the Lord about some things I saw in terms of charities and the needs of charities and one of the things was is everybody was was um, was dipping from the same wells now as well as the support is what I'm talking about, right. provisions. Right. And those provisions really limit their effectiveness of what they could do. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I just asked the Lord, okay, you've groomed me in food. That's what I know. I mean, I, sure. I grew up on a farm. Right. I understand food. And there really isn't a shortage of food. That's a little bit different tongue in cheek right now because there are some types places that this pandemic has created for us. Right. But at that particular time, that was really, that wasn't a problem. And yet it was a problem in our culture. Sure. I just asked the Lord one day, I said, God, isn't there a better way? And that, that started a journey of creating a, a charity in Kansas City that was birthed, that was called Harvest Community Charities. Mm. And we wanted to get in one area and stay in that one vein. And that vein was healthy, nutritious food. How could we provide that for people? and build some systems that will be self-sustainable so that you're not having to look at um, how to to go back to a donor every year for the same amount of money to to be able to do the same things. Right. Other thing in my heart was the transformation of people because that's what happened to me. Mm -hmm. My mom died when I was 11 years old. My dad was an alcoholic. We lived in Houston, Texas, and it started after her death a process of supernatural intervention. So I'd seen God's hand provide right. in miraculous ways. But there's yeah. a couple of things that was always two elements in the process. His provisions, right. but also what he had put in your hands. Okay, and, yes. And that was 
a couple of ways that he began to use me to see beyond what I was able to see. In other words, let me say it this way, not see the just the problem, but the opportunity that the problem um, affords you. Okay. Right. Uh, and so uh, I, when I came to Birmingham, moved everything to Birmingham, I found out that Alabama was in much, much, much worse shape as a state than Missouri was in terms of food insecurities. Right. Okay. And so it, it just go, oh my God, we didn't have, we don't have a clue how big this problem is because not only is Alabama is in the top 10 poor states in the nation, which Missouri isn't. Right. It's also in the top four and sometimes as high as one and two of people with food related diseases. And so this virus has only hyphened that problem. And so you have people with diabetes, hypertension, heart diseases, you know, all those kind of things that are food related and diet related. You yeah. have some of the best cardiologists in the country here in Alabama because of the market. Okay. It's so much work. So, um, uh, yes, a lot more work, a lot greater need, um, just so many, so many, many different things that I never was exposed to um, in Missouri. Right. But I'm originally from Louisiana. That's where I grew up at. So I'm, all, I'm five hours from home from where I grew up at in Louisiana. And Louisiana is in that list of poor states in the nation. Wow. So, yeah. uh, and yet there are resources that both have that could help provide for themselves. And so it's taken me down this journey of God connecting me with others with like passions, mm -hmm. but also reconnecting the church back into the space, yes. which has been vacated by them ever since um, the early 60s, you know, right. uh, where the welfare system, the, the, the right. uh, mm -hmm. you know, 50 years ago, Linda B. Johnson declared war on poverty. Right. And if the government's going to do it, then yes, we can right. go do something. Yeah, we take our hands off of it. Sure. Now, when I say vacated, I don't mean that there aren't churches feeding people. Right. Doing good things. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm right. saying is what they're feeding people and the relationships they have with those people. Right. Working and giving them the tools to look beyond the need and develop the relationships that brings about the transformation of people and lives. And so for me, the end game looks like this. Food is just a tool to meet a need. Jesus provided food for people and some of his, his preachings and crusades outside of town. Okay. Right. We see mm -hmm. it in scripture. He fed the five. It was thousand. always supernaturally. Sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. It was in his hands. Right. But he fed them twice. Right. And when I mean twice, he fed them spiritually. Right. And he fed, fed them physically. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the and two so, and the two and the two are not incompatible. That's right. That's exactly right. I mean, it's that's, not they lead to the transformation yeah. of the individual. Sure. You know, absolutely. I mean, that's it. Good. Yes, I love it. That's it. So we saw that need, and it just blew my mind. And I go, oh my god, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's been almost fourteen years now since this organization was started. So you wind up in Birmingham, yes. being drawn there by an opportunity to build and develop and transform a business that is related to food. Mm -hmm. 
the circumstances get turned upside down and you pivot uh, because you you continue to believe God has you planted you there and wants you to be there. Yes. You are in Paris and you live in Birmingham, Alabama. Exactly. And it seems that God has begun to open this this vision and perspective and to connect you with people with another another focus related to food that moves you in an entirely different direction. Yes, yes. Yeah, and yeah. really expand my insight of what he really wants to do in the earth today. Mm-hmm. In fact, the pandemic here in the South has only exposed the mm-hmm. broader problem that the population has. And really many of these are African-American people. Yeah. Uh, so that's another thing that is there. And so it just, when we step back or view things from 10,000 feet, uh, we're amazed at the hand of God and what he's doing in the earth. And I choose to look that way. Um, I don't like to stay ground level. I like okay. to, okay. I'm, yeah, 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 I'm yeah. a visionary. I, I like, right. You know, most people are going to say, you're never short on ideas. Most of you I have confidence in that. Not in me, but God shows me things. And sure. those things were used in business back when I worked in Kansas City. And many sure. of those things that he showed me and we done are still at play and work today. And it's made millions of dollars for the owners of the companies. Oh, yeah. Sure, sure. You know, yeah, because yeah. that's what he is. You know, he's very creative. That's just true. And, and yeah. you know, th- that's you're one of those guys who is is not just willing to innovate you're one of those guys who's looking to yeah. innovate i mean that's you ask different you ask different things uh when you're looking at a problem absolutely you don't set back and accept that this is the way it's always been mindset what so listen what, you're you're in you're developing this nonprofit. You're connecting in the community with resources and churches and people to begin addressing this. Um, you're you're 14 years into that. Is it 14 years? Is it really? It's it's going on 14 years. Yeah. I mean, it's just uh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's been a long time. <laughs> it has. I mean, it it's just seems like the sort of you know, maybe, yeah. maybe last year that we saw each other. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, um, but yeah. Here's the thing that I want, I want you to give a, some quick thought to when you're looking back over these years and, uh, and we've only touched on just one kind of element on this, by the way. And I mentioned this to you earlier, you and I are going to be having conversations like this a number <laughs> of times over the next six months. Okay. So we're, okay. When you look back on it, what have you learned about yourself? Yeah. I mean, yeah. just, I mean, perhaps, you know, you, your wife, I mean, your family, what have you learned about James yeah. through this? And, and, and just, can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. I'm going to get real personal with you here for a second. Um, I was it's born just, on just Independence you and, Day. It's just okay. you. Okay. Uh, I was born on Independence Day. Hmm. And, um, that really spoke more about my life than anything else hmm. uh, because awesome. I learned that I could not depend on people and that I needed, if I needed something or desired something, oh. then I would look to myself. 
That means, uh, so as a kid uh, growing up, I refused welfare. Uh, my aunt and uncle worked. I got three jobs and uh, I worked uh, one in the morning, two in the afternoons after school and still maintained above a B plus average in school and played ball and did a lot of other stuff as well. Uh, but I, I, my, my mindset was just work harder, yes. just work harder. Okay. Deny yourself some things, delayed gratification. Right. Okay. Uh, my wife and I have been married 43 years. I got, uh, we got, we'll be 43 years this year, this December. Um, when I met her, uh, I already had my own home, already wow. had, you know, those tangible things that kids that age want, brand new sports cars and boats and all that kind of stuff. But I didn't party on weekend. I didn't smoke. I didn't smoke dope. I didn't do all that kind of stuff because that cost money. And money, <laughs> if I, if I yeah. spent it over here, I couldn't spend it over there. You know, I so, yeah. so I didn't engage in those things that took away from the goal I wanted to have in my life. Mm -hmm. The problem was I didn't see God's hand really um, masterminding my life and directing my life. I thought it was me. Okay. And, um, and so I learned over the years who's really pulling the strings and it's not me. Mm. You know, my wife will tell you, I was probably one of the least romantic people she'd ever met. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we dated for four months and, uh, I, I, I would have to drive 140 miles to see her, 70 miles each way. And I had just bought a brand new Z28 Camaro, which I loved dearly. Okay. And I was putting a lot of miles on it. <laughs> <laughs> so I sat her down one day and I said, look, here's what I want for my life. And here's what I'm doing. And it's, I, I, I believe you're supposed to be part of it. But if you're not, just tell me so we can go. You know? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Oh, I love it. So uh, she looked at me like somebody, you know, like I'd lost my mind, but yeah. I was serious. And, uh, but once she got over the shock, she realized that I was really a hard worker and, and uh, um, I really, those things I promised and goals I had set for myself, I was really serious about it. Mm -hmm. It was later on in our marriage, probably in the third or fourth year of our marriage, we had a son after two years. And, and so we, we hit our, I hit a fence and I really realized that, you know, this God that I go to church for, he really is serious about being Lord of my life, mm. not just my Savior. Right. And he had a plan. And he began to really show me just how weak I was and depended upon him. Mm. And uh, through a course of a lot of different changes and lessons, I've come to understand that this kingdom of God that Jesus spoke so much about mm. in scripture. And uh, as he talked about his kingdom and he even taught his disciples how to pray, revolutionized my thinking. Mm. And I began to understand that, that I'm part of his plan mm. to see his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Right. And he is very serious about people. He loves people. Yeah. And uh, he's touched my heart with that love for people. And it just, it changed me. It's just, uh, I'm not the same man I used to be. And uh, so part of my journey is, is realizing that if I'm going to get 
to where God's destined me to be that is going to be by him and not by me. He, we are followers of Christ, which means he leads and we follow. And we follow. Yeah. <laughs> that's just the yeah. way it works. You know, you know. No, so true. for me, it's real easy now. Uh, there's no pressure, hmm. even though I would tell you there is pressure in okay. other ways. But it's pressure. It's not the pressure of I have to make something happen. I want right. to be involved of what he, with what he's doing. Right. So it's, it's the prayer whether it's devotions I'm writing or books I'm writing or sermons or messages I'm giving, whatever. It's just, it's real simple. Father, these are your children. I'm your child. I'm your son. What do you want to say? That's what Jesus did, right? He said, I only do what I see the father do. Absolutely. I only say what I say. Yeah. And so, you know, it's about relationship. It's right. like, relationship. It, it, it really is. I, I tell you, uh, I've followed you on Facebook for, quite a while. I mean, we've been Facebook connected for, for, I don't know, a while, long time. And I, I really, I really like that, the, those devotionals that you, that you post mm. on Facebook. I Thank mean, you. you know, it, Thank it, you. It's a two minute read and it's always good. It takes me an hour to write it. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, but it's, it, you know, I know how that is, it's, it's yeah. of, but yeah. it's full of substance, James. I mean, yeah. And well, I love doing it. Because the, the, it's birth every day. I don't write them in advance. Right. God doesn't let me do that. No, no, He's, I got you know. So I'm asking, what is, what are you saying now? Yeah, and yeah. What do you want to say to you? What are you stirring up in me, and and how can I communicate to that to somebody else? And that's yeah. I I, I think uh, for me, there's a we're in an awesome, awesome time. I mean, I'm I, my my prayer is, is that the church. And I'm talking about the ecstasy. I'm talking about the sure. church. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And God has given us a, a dramatic, uh, most probably one, one of the most phenomenal times in history uh, to step in to a place and point people to Christ. Yeah. And uh, yeah. there are asking things that are open. But we cannot set back. We must be on the offensive, not just the defensive. My, my, the, the message this morning is use your sword wisely. And yeah, the sword is the word of our mouth yeah. that has power, you know. Mm -hmm. And so it's two-edged. You know, it cuts both ways. Yes, it is. And so, um, you know, so I'm, I'm so zealous to see the church step into this place. And we talk about revival, but mm -hmm. revival, and, and when we think about revival, we always think about the, the uh, offshoots of what revival brings, and that's transformation of lives. But right. it starts, revival comes from the word revive. And that yes. means that we, the mm -hmm. people of God, are the ones that, that has to be revived because we've been alive. And sins, okay. Yes. But we, the church, have been. We need to be revived to go out and do what we were created for. Yeah, which is and which is that, that impact in this world. Exactly. And that, people that, and, and, and help people. that personal expression. Absolutely. Unique Absolutely. in you and unique in me, but it's that personal Absolutely. expression of the life and the Absolutely. presence of Jesus Christ right now. Yes. 
And that's, you know, James, you're Absolutely. the guy that's, Absolutely. you're walking that and you've walked it for years. And you're, you were one of the first person when we were, that I thought of to, to connect with when I finally decided to put this podcast project together. And, and uh, you said, yeah, I want to be a part of it. And I just want you to know, I really appreciate that. Uh, oh, I love it. Thank you for your story. And because and, we're going to hear more about that and more about yes. what's going on in Birmingham yes. in the months to come. But I just want you to know how much I really appreciate you taking the time to, to join us here. Oh, I love doing this. I, I love sharing my story because it's a God story. Yeah, you know? it really and is. Nothing special. God loves me. It's the so life of God. Much. And the cool thing I like about it, James, is it's the life of God being expressed to you in an arena that just flows out of your heart, man. It just it's it's, who I am. It's exactly. It, and, and that's you know, it's just who I am. And, and that's the ultimate. You know? And so, so I don't try. I'm I'm a lousy actor. My wife said I can't dance either, but but that's another subject. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you taking the time. And so uh, you you're very much welcome. If I love you. It. I if love you it. have an opportunity to track down James Harris on Facebook uh, and send him a friend request, um, tell him that you heard uh, on on the Learning to Thrive podcast and you'll be able to pick up some of the stuff that he's sharing on Facebook and follow us. Well, I appreciate it. And I love it. And uh, I love people. I love um, helping young people walk this thing out called faith in God and yeah. uh, their mission and realizing they're to me, the thing that trips my trigger, if you would. Yeah. Seeing people walk in their True identity, their Ephesians 210, those good works laid yeah. down before the foundation of the world. Absolutely. I do not want to see Jesus cheated out of anything his blood paid for on the cross. Or well, we're going we're gonna to talk about that in, uh, in detail as we continue to go along here, brother. So I just well, want you to you so know. Much for the day. Thank you I enjoyed it. So I loved it. We'll talk to I you next it. time, man. Okay, man. Thank you for choosing the Learning to Thrive podcast. We hope you have been encouraged. Please check the show notes where you can learn more about today's episode. Give us a rating, tell your friends, and join us again next week. Together, we are learning to thrive.